Hey guys, welcome to another week of TechCast. I'm nine. I'm four. And I'm two. And we got another special week of TechCast. It's been, I hope you guys are having a fantastic week getting back into the groove. I know it's still, I bet you a lot of you guys are still writing down 2020 in your checks or, or your notes. It's going to take a while, but you know, we're still in the new year. And because of that, there's a lot of new news to come through. I know and I'm it, still writing 2020. It happened it, to me it, the other day. I'm looking for a piece of data and I'm searching for 2020. 2020. And I'm like, where is it? It's not here. No, it's 2021. That's why it's not there. It will take at least a month, I guarantee you. For me, it's around my birthday when it starts to really click. But, you know, with the new year, it means new news and new content for you guys to share with you. So, you know, I have a lot to go through. So let's, you know, let's get the ball rolling. Uh, first things first, let's start with something soft, you know, a little bit light. For the gamers out there, I know I always got a couple of news for you guys out there. Uh, CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk hit the news again. Uh, I mostly wanted to put this in because we talked we talked about this back in the release. How I think two was the one that announced this. How buggy the launch was and stuff like that, right? So they heard their complaint, our complaints, the issues evolved, and you know they made a response. So the founder um, apologized actually in a in a tweet with a live video explaining the rough launch and you know the roadmaps for the future he, he explains some of the the glaring issues for the the last gen consoles have he and he completely takes responsibility for the issues uh he also explains what the future development for the game will be and he, and he uh stresses that for once and foremost they're not done with this game uh bug fixes are gonna be coming out that's their top priority, and they're even pushing other future content and DLC in the back burner until they get patches done. Uh, and they know, and this is a important one, that next-gen updates for the next-gen consoles are not coming out until the second half of 2021. Mm. So mm. what do you guys think about that? Dude, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think it's good and all, but, like, I mean, it doesn't discount the fact that they had a terrible release for this game that kept getting postponed to begin with. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. You know, you know, it's like, I'm glad I'm on a PC because I wouldn't want to be playing this on PS4 or any old-gen console right now. Like, I mean, I don't know. It just, it, just, it just seems like it's much too little, much too late. Yes. I, I think I think that's a, a important note to know. I, I, I think while the consensus of the apology is good, right, and, you know, I'm glad he made a statement on it, uh, you know, it, it, I think it still was the minimum to do, right? The minimum was to apologize for this. He knew what it was, the state he was, um, and you know he made. At the end of the day, he makes that call. What do you, What do you think, too? Yeah, no, like, you know, there was a lot of hype around Cyberpunk. I think it got all the right press, all the right publicity. Unfortunately, you know, CD Red, CD Project Red couldn't execute, and that sucks, right? And I respect the founder for coming out and saying, you know, like, hey, you know, my bad, but like, and a lot of people are pissed, but. I think this game has the potential, and if they get their shit together, I really think it could take off definitely this year, right? So, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, you know, they release it again. I know there was a lot of external pressure for them to release it the first time around, but hopefully they get it right this second time around. 100%. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I have a copy of the game. Um, you know, one thing that, they, that he noted in, in his apology, actually, is that they developed it for PC first. And then they 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 kind of ported it to the consoles. Right? They just ported it, yeah. Yeah. So and you could tell the results of that when yeah, you played the game. Hundred percent. You can really see it. I mean, uh, four and also mentioned earlier, we 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 had this on PC. It's a decent game, but 
even though that the idea was PC first and then console later, which is you know the abnorm in the industry, usually it's the other way around. Um, the issue is that even on PC, it's still a buggy uh, mess, unfortunately. Like even the their best version is still a buggy mess that they have to that they difficult to work through. And there's a lot of compilations, if you don't believe me, of PC uh, gameplay of how buggy and how unstable it is at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still a great game. I think it has the potential, um, and I think it, it I think it can do very well. Um, but it really comes down to how fast these bug fixes come through, how significant and how impactful they are actually, and you know how much content they release afterwards. You know. I agree. Anyway. That's all. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm I'm sure this is not going to be the last we hear about CD Projekt Red and uh, Cyberpunk. You know, it's a game of seven years in the making, so probably seven more years of content they got to squeeze out of it. Absolutely. Anyway, let's, let's move on. This one, I get. I don't know how. Always, I try to avoid it, but TikTok finds me, especially in my. <laughs> uh, it knows I have a beef with it, or sometimes I guess. So I guess it, it naturally tracks towards me. You know, opposites attract. But um, TikTok hit the news again. Uh, and they made a huge change to their, you know, their services. Um, so all under 16-year-old accounts have been made private and instantaneously across their, their service. So that means that all users aged under 16 will have their accounts automatically set to private. And these, these automatically uh, set new measures uh, to ensure, as they call safety for children. Uh, these measures improve include... Uh, only approved followers can now comment on mm-hmm. their videos. Uh, users are now prevented from downloading any video created by anyone under 16. Um, these accounts will not be suggested to other users on the app. Uh, accounts of 16, 17 year olds will prevent others from downloading their videos. Uh, and TikTok is changing the age group default settings to allow only their chosen friends to duel, you know, the feature. Uh, and users will now be able to duel with clips made by under 16 year olds. So these are some of the changes that automatically get evoked as they're made uh, private. Uh, what do you guys think about this? So w- one question, is it undoable? Like if I'm 15, can I turn off private mode or is it forced on now? It's forced. So it's forced uh, until you basically come of age of 18. You right? see, I'm kind of conflicted on this. On one hand, I think it's a really good thing. And I know that there's a lot of kids on that app and you know, obviously kids don't make the best decisions always and it's a good thing to protect them. Uh But at the same time, you know, thinking back to when I was under 16, you know, I like to think that I was smart enough and made good enough decisions to not have my app be forced to be private. Uh And I know like that would have annoyed me if I was, you know, 15 and that happened. So, I mean, I don't know. It's on one hand, like I said, it is good, but on the other hand, it's just, I, I know I wouldn't have liked it, so obviously other kids are not going to like it. It's I, I, I do think that it could be necessary in some cases, but just as a blanket statement, I'm not certain it's absolutely necessary. I would have to see like what made them make the decision. Like, were there, you know, some, were, were there some occurrences that forced them to that? I don't know. I think you guys see what I'm saying, but... Yeah, I, from what I hear, there were some occurrences of, like, uh, users kind of, you know, a lot of mature users kind of reacting or, I guess interacting with very underage children and stuff like that and you know are like you know some sort of an instance i personally don't know but i heard there was like that which is why the movie was starting why there was push on tiktok to do something about it so this is not of them just simply reacting 
to nothing. This is Rum reacting to yeah. people uh, asking for these changes. What, what do you think, too? I like the move that TikTok. Yeah, I like the move. I like the move that TikTok did. Right, um, yeah. protecting children on the platform, I think, should be the first priority, and I think they're doing very well with that. Um, ironically, they're doing better than some U.S. firms when it comes to protecting children on social media under the age of eighteen, mm -hmm. and so that's really interesting to see, and I think that's really, um, you know, great for TikTok to do. Mm -hmm. But I still can't overlook that, like, they're sending everything to China, right? So it's like, although, although, it's you're getting some good, right? although you're getting some good publicity there, you know, the rest of the world is not seeing what 16-year-olds do. Uh, China definitely is. So, like, uh, no, it's like I yeah, can't... It's, it's, you can't fully condemn. You can't fully praise them. Um, but yeah. I'm glad that they're, I'm glad that they're focused on creeping, you know, the perverts, the pedophiles, and the creepers away from these yeah, little children, right? And I'm actually and so, just reading this a little bit more right now. If you, if you look in that article, it says right here, um... These bold new package of measures were taken in order to reduce opportunities for groomers to contact children. So yeah, exactly. There must been, there must, there must have been some major cases of like I, like I said earlier, there, real creepy this is guys not, going after this younger not, kids. This so. is not a reaction of TikTok just reacting or pressing changes because of nothing, right? Like Facebook yeah, 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 yeah. changes. This is people telling TikTok for a while, "Hey, there's some grooming or some." you know really bad situations going on and you guys have no real measures like, yeah those are some that's some terrible situations and hopefully and i'm just hoping that they're under uh under 17 uh user group doesn't just go in and change like their birthdays or some shit now, to like 18 really right oh, i'm sure they will absolutely they will i'm really glad you mentioned that because that was one thing i was going to mention and i'm surprised none of you guys actually brought up immediately um these guys can just lie um, <laughs> well, that's no, true no, and all. No. That is true and all. But you know, that's it's all fun and games until you know you join something like the Creator Fund, and now you're getting paid, and all of a sudden there's tax implications for that. So, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, I think you have to be over eighteen to even be in the Creator Fund, actually, too. So, I don't think they even have a, ch a chance in that um, in that fund unless they get into eighteen. Unless so they lie about their age. Unless they lie, so that goes back to full circle. So you know, it, it, it it's a very complicated thing. See, I'm telling you, I, I just. I, I just think that they're absolutely going to lie, right? I feel like them just doing taking an action like that isn't going to be solving the underlying problem. It's not going to be app, solving, so. but it's something that I think should be there, you know, in, yeah. in the case, you know. Uh, you know, there are parents that still, you know, monitor their own children's activity, and they probably make the accounts for them, and they wouldn't lie in that case. So, you know, I, I think also once you put your birthday, you can't change it. So it would only really work if they were making new accounts. Which is so easy. It's one, two, three. It's one, two, three, of course. But, you know, again, the measures are there. We This is just the first steps, I think. And hopefully they are. But we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. Let's move on. We'll yeah. We're going on our next major story here. I'm calling this one a uh, little piece, uh, Messaging Apps Battle Royales. Uh, because there's been a lot of stories about messaging apps this week. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, everyone had their little, you know, spot on the, on the spotlight today. But the weird... The real, um, I guess, winner. Uh, winner, or I guess, say, um, victim uh, was WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp got really brutally attacked. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, and you know, for for a good reason. Uh, so, if you guys didn't know, WhatsApp updated their privacy policy. Uh, so they updated the privacy policy in February. Uh, they're going to update it in February eighth. This new policy will force new users to share their data with Facebook. 
So automatically you have to now share all your information through uh, directly through Facebook. Um, existing WhatsApp users can't, uh, who were previously opt out of sharing their data, uh, apparently Facebook will still honor that opt out for now. Those are, those are some really scary uh, terms at the end, but for now, Facebook will honor you if you previously said, I don't want you to share my information with Facebook. So um, can I can I opt out right now? <laughs> can I go change yeah, my settings? It, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you are a current WhatsApp user and you said earlier that you opt out, then you should still be opt out. I don't know if you can change it if you said yes, but you should be able to opt out. I don't see any issue. You have it until I think February 8th. Um, and apparently they will still honor that. But because of this whole headliner thing, right? Um, a lot of people started not only attacking WhatsApp, but also started looking into alternatives for real secure, um, you know, messaging apps, right? Yep. And there are a lot of names on the board, right? But the one that really made, I guess, really great success with everything is uh, Signal. So if you guys didn't know yeah. Signal, that's another messaging app that was hailing, you know, the waves. And for one major important reason, you can kind of thank that success to our boy, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk actually reacted, uh, you know, instantaneously to the policy update that uh, the privacy policy that WhatsApp was making. He, you know, he said some harsh words towards Facebook that I will not repeat here. But <laughs> and on top of that, he also actually recommended Signal. He literally said on this uh, last almost near last week with two words, use Signal. And since then, the app literally became number one on the app store that week on for you know which has never hit before it, it's one of, it had um before it had about forty thousand downloads that after that uh that tweet it had about sixty five thousand uh downloads around the world oh man and their stock also jumped like i think 250 percent or some shit like that that's that's elon for you he's manipulating the stocks even though it's not even his own um <laughs> it's not even his company and he could do it <laughs> sharing the wealth around so you know it it's it's interesting what do you guys think about this kind of battle between Dude, Signal i and- i i love these types of platforms like signal and I've, I've even seen telegram a lot in the news and making you know yeah. big headway pretty much any end-to-end encrypted app that's not WhatsApp and allows for messaging over Wi-Fi is just booming this week. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. So I, I think it's think, a great thing. What do you think too? Yeah. Like, look, we're starting the battle of the messaging apps, right? So like we right. saw, we saw now with Facebook screwing over WhatsApp. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on here. Right. Yeah. And now we have Signal, who's coming up again. Uh, Telegram's been busting out crazy good features lately, right? So can't can't really say much. It can't really say a lot there too. So it's gonna be exciting to see what happens. Hell, even this week, I don't know if you guys noticed, but if you guys go on Instagram, Instagram allows you to now make video chat uh, group calls, and that you could also access outside of Instagram and use other Facebook apps to do that, right? So like, everyone's really picking up the messaging game. I'm excited to see what happens. All I'm going to say is Apple better step up with the iMessages, man, because, like, they're really, really falling behind now. I mean, are yeah. They? In terms of features, yeah. they are, in terms of security, they're not. They're actually... In terms of security, they're number one, yeah. I would say. Well, actually, they're actually number two. So I actually want to get into a little bit of this real quick for our audience, right? Because there's a lot of news going around about messaging apps and stuff like that, I think it's important to be clear in terms of at least security and maybe a little bit on features where each of them kind of stand right now, right? at least give our honest opinion based on that. So 
Uh, the one you you know four and you and two also kept clearing out is a a good contender for Signal is Telegram, right? And you know Telegram, uh, you know has you know hit the hit the news before. It's been new used for a lot of like you know great uh you know revolutions and protests because of its security and stuff like that. Um, but you actually may be surprised that Sig Telegram is actually not as secure as Signal. Um, and actually, Signal is actually more secure in terms of privacy uh, than Telegram. Explain. Uh, so, Telegram. But I'm not wrong. I think Signal is also Mark Cuban's company. I'm not sure about that, actually. I, I know I'm looking at it real quick. Signal is an open source app by a nonprofit entity. I don't know if it's a Mark Cuban company. It's a nonprofit. Sworn so. Mark Cuban invested in it. But anyway, uh, continue. So, so Telegram uh, does have end-to-end encryption, right? But it only uses it really towards its, if you use its secret chat feature. So if you notice, Telegram has a secret chat feature. That actually uses the end-to-end encryption, right? If you don't use that secret app feature, technically anyone who have access to Telegram servers can read your chat. Well, that's it. Time to get off Telegram. <laughs> So that means app moderators, automatic algorithms can kind of use this. To, they 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 actually need this for a reason. This is not just for like to invade your privacy. They act, so the moderators and the automatic algorithms actually need this kind of you know see through to prevent spam and abuse on the platform. Right? It's kind of a way to monitor certain chat rooms and stuff like that. Well, I mean, realistically, it doesn't matter. It's either you have end-to-end -end encryption and my information is private, or you don't and it's not. Well, the, re the reason it. the reason doesn't really matter to me, right? If okay, I want well, my if I want well, privacy, I want privacy. Currently, if you use Telegram's standard chat, it doesn't have end-to-end encryption. If you use their special uh, secret chat feature, then it does. You have to make that distinction. Uh, otherwise, it's not using end encryption. Um, in Signal, it's in completely end-to-end. Uh, so. It doesn't, uh, what's it called? Also, um, in terms of, Telegram also collects a lot of less data, while Signal, I think, collects, like, almost no data. Um, That's spectacular, but, man. Uh, so, also, disregard my Mark Cuban one with Signal. Turns out he does another security chat app called Dust, right? Which is, again, <laughs> exactly. There's too many chat apps. I can't keep track of them. But I, I, well, I, I just I, download I, another one. I'm on Signal now, boys. So, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I distinction to make, though, clearly is that uh, Signal is a lot less feature-heavy than Telegram, right? As Tube mentioned before, Telegram's really killing it with the features, uh, and they're and they're not stopping. You know, the, the reason they have so much downloads, they they have great features that are very user-friendly, very user-convenient, and you know, make for a lot of inter uh, interaction between users and, and their chat rooms, right? And they have a lot of bots that also signal that do a lot of like great stuff. Uh, I know we have a couple of friends that use them to do a lot of cool stuff with the chat rooms and stuff like that. So Telegram does have its points, right? It really does come down to are you someone who 100% all in for security and privacy and don't care if you miss uh, some key features, then Signal, I think, is the way to go. If you're someone who, you know, does want a, uh, you know, strong security foundation, but you you don't really care, it's completely end-to-end encrypted and you kind of want a, the whole roundabout of features, I think Telegram still does have a place. In the, and of course, it's iMessage, but you know you have that limitation of only works by phone. So, you know, Signal I think is boosting for a reason. So, what do what do you guys think about that? Bro, I, I think Signal is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Right. I think Signal definitely has gotten the attention now that it needs from major players and from the um, world. 
at this point, especially with Elon backing it up now. Um, we'll see if they could capitalize on it. I'm telling you, like, if Signal puts in the features that Telegram has and that these other chat applications has and still maintains the security preferences here, you're going to see a lot of competition come up real quick, right? And it's going to be really cool to see. And so I'm really happy that security is now a forefront, mm-hmm. right? But Signal also goes without its reputation of, you know, working uh, under the shadows, how terrorist groups use it and stuff like that too, right? So, like, of course. We, have to be ve- we have to be very careful along the spine line that we're seeing now with this new publicity. But I think if done right, dude, it's going to the moon. Dude, I'll tell you right now, there is... I don't think there's anything at this point you can really do about the fact that you've got a whole bunch of different um, dark-level organizations on an app like Signal because, I mean, realistically, encryption is just so, I guess, available right now. And yep. even, even if you don't have a, an app that does end-to-end encryption... You can end-to-end encrypt your, your messages yourself. I mean, how how yep. hard how hard would it be realistically to make a browser plugin that just allows you to send blur- blobs of encrypted text and it automatically decrypts it? Like you, you could probably write that plugin in like all in one day, where you just copy paste your key into the browser plugin, and bam, it just automatically decrypts. one day. That'll take like two hours. Just pull something off GitHub. Like it 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 really like e- even if they disable end-to-end encryption. Just send encrypted messages and then, you know, use something like PGP or something else like that. Like, there's there's really nothing that they can, the government can do at this point to stop encryption. Like, it's a thing. It's math. You can't unlearn math. So, I just don't uh, see a way for them to really control it. You'd be surprised. I have done very well on unlearning math in my... Um, but, yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it's important to know that we're, all, I think, pretty knowledgeable about, you know, apps and technology. And, you know, these guys didn't even know that about you know the limitations telegram and end-to-end encryption mm-hmm. right so like it's pretty easy for anyone else to out there who's getting very confused with it but you know to sum it up if you're really heavy on privacy i think signals you're ready to go if you're not totally care and you want the features now and you want it to be convenient telegram should be on your product. anyway let's move on i'm gonna hit to my big major story of the week and none of you guys actually guessed what was the big event that happened this year and i i wouldn't be be surprised why uh with the whole COVID thing it kind of made less of a noise but it still hit rise in the technology world and that's cses so you know ces you you guys know what ces is the the is not the consumer show consumer electronic show yeah it's kind of electronic show you know where everyone all companies come and they show off their biggest fattest most extravious gifts, uh, uh, products, and concepts that they have. Well, you year. said gift. Am I getting a gift? Are you giving me no, something? No, 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 no. Are you no, giving no. us something? No, no, no gift for you. No, the Herman Miller chair? No, 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 Did no, no, you no, finally no, get no. us the Herman Miller chair? No, 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 no. I don't have gifts right now, unfortunately. But I can give you the gift of knowledge. Okay, fine. And, I'll take and it. This, and, and, and when you see what's on the floor, you'll be like, you'll be very knowledgeable. So, you know, a lot of companies every year, you know, a CES does like the most spectacular stuff you see the most outlandish things and this year is no different right this was the first time but they did it online only so it's been kind of crazy but they, they announced some crazy things so i kind of want to spend the rest of just tech hacks going over with you some of the some of the you know standard product updates that you would expect but also some of the most crazy ones that you wouldn't expect at all and i guarantee you there's going to be at least two that you did not expect will be a thing all right so all right. Let's, let's, let's see go ahead with it so first things first, let's start something standard, something easy you guys all would expect. Intel made, started off the event 
announcing, of course, updated processors. Uh, their 11th gen processors for their Chromebook, uh, and they previewed their future Ladder Lake desktop chips. You know, it, it basically, and they also announced a new 35 watt H series chips. These are supposed to be for low power gaming chips that are perfect for a new type of gaming laptop, which means you can. So there, there's a lot. There, there are a lot of uh, these. Essentially, these these new H series will allow for high performance in gaming laptops without all the, you know, the power consumption and heat. And I hear that. I hear low power. I immediately think, oh my god, that thing can overclock well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very well then. Um, let's move, but that's pretty much it. You know, Intel. You know, it's kind of predictable where they're going to go with their announcements. Let's go to ALG. Also kind of predictable. You know, they're, they're the forefront of screens and stuff like that. So they took a major significant step with their uh, already industry-leading OLED technology. So they have this new one called OLED Neo. Uh, it's supposed to be a more brighter OLED. That's pretty much the biggest, uh, if you guys didn't know, the, uh, the biggest uh, issue right now with OLED is that sometimes it's too dim compared to its uh, counterpart LED. Uh, but this one's supposed to be even brighter, better, and even more affordable, quote-unquote. I will tell you, I've actually never really seen a problem with my OLED panel. Like, I don't think it's I don't think it's too dim. I think it's okay brightness. You know, it's in my living room. I have bay windows, other windows. I've never really had a hard time seeing the screen. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they're able to make it even brighter and get better contrast like that, it's interesting. I'm excited to see it. Well, they're supposedly they're these are new. Also, going to be more affordable, quote unquote. I say affordable with quotes because it's still relatively in the thousands. Still, right? still expensive as shit. Yeah, like... it's still expensive. But uh, you know, you know, with years, you see it eventually come down to its reasonable price range. Anyway, let's go on. Uh, this one's kind of special because we literally just talked about this. I think last week. Um, you know, four you talked about. I think it was you talked about the new Wi-Fi six, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, bands and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're releasing, you know, they're they're continuing on with that step with the next generation of Wi-Fi. They're calling it with a lot of new networking companies unleashing their new Wi-Fi six E routers. Uh, so these are basically, you know, Wi-Fi routers that take more advantage of this new brand uh, approach, makes it more, you know, network compatibility, more more devices, you know, the standard thing. They're calling it the next generation of Wi-Fi. It's pre- it's pretty fascinating, I would say. Uh, let's hit some of the concepts. Um, so, you, if you guys didn't know, LG had a concept of a rolled-up phone. So, literally, how it sounds—a phone you can like roll up into like a little, um, I guess, like a burrito. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, like, it, I don't know. You can stretch it and stuff like that. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, Samsung also had this weird digital uh, cockpit that you can like kind of move around and all that stuff. There's a lot of crazy concepts going around right now. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but there was one with, um, I think it was, um, I think it was a uh, Chrysler, right? They released their like helicopter, uh, like their mini helicopter concept. That's like making rounds right now on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's pretty crazy. There's a lot of great concepts. This CS is pretty much the the conference uh, the conference for concepts. This is where tech companies really throw out their most outlandish concepts and see if the public responds well to it. Um, so you're going to see a lot more. Um, but now I want to move on to some, uh, oh, I forgot, TCL. You guys know what TCL is? Yeah. No. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, it's a TV brand. They're, they're kind of more about the affordable side of range, right? Uh-huh. Um, they're, they actually created a wearable display HDTV into a pair of sunglasses. Oh, wow. Wow, that's pretty. Um, I guess interesting. I don't know. I don't know how you really dying 
to um, watch some live sports and put your you want to still chill and look cool. I think that's your product. Uh, for gaming, uh, this company uh, made these uh, gaming gloves that can apparently read your muscle signal and click what? before your uh, fingers even move, which means that it can technically predict when you're going to click on your mouse before you even click on your mouse, thus allowing you to be more responsive. What? Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> pro level game is about to get much higher bar. So, I hope you are ready for that. Um, you got to not only train your muscles, but you got to train your, your brain too. Uh, LG also had a new futuristic concept. They're not the only, they're also one in the concept uh, board. They had this new pop up transparent OLED TV. So, it's an OLED TV that you can see through. That's interesting, man. Oh, God. Uh, what else? Um, this is a new doorbell. You know those uh, rings and types of uh, product, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. There's a new video doorbell that was announced during the platform that apparently can tell if the person on your doorstep has a fever. So that's actually dope. That's really cool. So you know, I, I don't know if you guys have been to the hospitals and stuff, but they have like those little like uh, iPads and stuff that kind of scan your face and kind of tell your temperature, right? And they kind of see if you're sick or not based on your temperature, right? It kind of uses that same old technology. It kind of like, similar how rings already kind of like take a video of whoever's at your door. It also just scans to see if the person has a fever, which is, you know, great for this time of uh, uh, pandemic right now. And in Berkeley, no. uh, you know, the guys who usually buddy up buddy with uh, Apple um, with their line of successfully products and stuff like that, they also made their own wireless uh, uh, ear pods. Similar, they look pretty much similar to AirPods, right? But the unique thing about these things is that uh, they use Apple's Find My technology. You know, the Find My uh, mm -hmm, app. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They use that technology in case you lose them. So they're leveraging Apple's tech, That's dope. To help, which I think is the only pair of non-Apple headphones that are using that technology. So that's pretty interesting, I guess. I believe it is. And I'm surprised Apple, like, even, like, the permission. Well, for they're they're pretty like I said they're pretty buddies buddies with them. They're always like the first line to make uh, accessories for their products right after Apple because you know they have a long relationship. If you ever go to the Apple store, half of the accessories are from them, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I guess. So you know it it, it it probably makes sense for why they're going that way. Uh, another another cool thing, uh, what's it called? Uh, there's this next gen smart glasses that are from uh, Volcrin. They incorporate more micro LEDs, display engines. They have uh, projectors on each eye, and they create basically high density pixel uh, picture in each lens. I don't know what you would need that for, but it sounds really fun and expensive. And of course, last thing, Alienware uh, announced new gaming laptops. Right? These of course, are, they did. These things are crazy, though, uh, and I gotta admit, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wanting one. Um, they, they're gonna use the the new uh, GeForce RTX. 3080 GPUs on these laptops um, with 360 hertz refresh rate. Um, and it's going to have uh, Toby eye tracking and support up to 32 gigs of DDR4 RAM and it can have up to 4 terabytes with in, in RAID 0 comfort, uh, configs. So these That's things pretty are crazy. No, these things are no lightweight. Yeah, with 3080s on your back running your things, you can pretty much run any game you want with no issues on a laptop. I'm, I'm kind of curious what the the heat production on those things are, but massive. I'll tell you right now, massive. Yeah, you're, you're gonna need like a win, uh, like a like a essentially. Yeah, let me let me let me tell you something, okay? When it comes to just gaming laptops right now in general, okay, 
Now, please tell me if I'm wrong about this, because maybe I am. But mm-hmm. I think gaming companies, or I'm sorry, like compute companies, are taking thinness way too seriously on their gaming products. Interesting. And now, I mean, hear me out. Like, I know I have a thin laptop for gaming. My brother has a thin laptop for gaming. I have, like, you know, friends and whatnot that have them. And they always do their best to be like, oh, we do this for thinness and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, please, like, now I'm sitting here with my laptop on my lap, burning Burning. me to death because (laughs) you wanted to keep this thing at under an inch thick. Like, just make it a little bit thicker. Give it good cooling. You know, when you have to run a laptop that hot, you're, you're, you're burning yourself, you're hurting your components, you're reducing longevity of your computer, like, just please do it correctly, and like, I don't care about a half an inch, like, I'm getting a gaming laptop, it's already heavy, a little bit of extra bulkiness isn't gonna kill me if it means that I can have a better experience, have the laptop last longer, and not have it be a thousand degrees on, you know, sitting in front of me, but that's just my, uh, that's what grinds my gears. I would say, if I have to, I usually don't like blaming one for a a problem like that, but I would have to say Apple's kind of the forefront for that issue. They were kind of the ones that made it popular of making thin laptops, and everyone kind of just copied them. Um, and that's why we have that issue now. So hopefully, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Anyway, I want to get to the last two things, the last two concepts. I guess one of them is not really a concept, but I really want to get your impression on these, right? The first one's not too outlandish, it's kind of like whatever, but the second one you're going to be like, what world do we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, it's called a uh, cold snap. You know those uh, Coke rig machines for like coffee? Yeah. Right? You get the little pods in, you pull it down, put the water, coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now imagine that for ice cream. You've got me interested now. Oh that my is God. Cold snap. So cold snap is a rapid freezing application that can create single serving frozen concoctions and beverages in less than two minutes. It is literally marketed as the Kirkland Kirk Rig machine for soft serve ice cream. Uh, it uses two pods, minutes, less than two minutes. And it uses little pods similar to the you know the the Kirk Rig's uh, pods that freezes and dispenses the content of it in less than 120 seconds. It can make service of ice cream, frozen yogurt, coffee, frozen smoothies, cocktails, slushies, and more. Um, and they aim that. The, the primary reason that people slip away from diets is convenience, so it's nice. Uh, pretty much, they're trying to offer make this super convenient for anyone, right? They're going to say a beta launch for this is planned in the Boston area this summer with a wider availability after the company sees how the product performs in a co- commercial market. Is this uh, supposed to be like think? a healthy alternative? Uh, kind of. It, it, they, they kind of market it as kind of healthy focus. But... It's just immediate access to ice cream. Why ask questions? Yeah, I guess, yeah, why ask questions in this case? I mean, <laughs> I, I really don't know. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be healthy because it is ice cream, right? And then they, ha- they haven't really said it's supposed to be healthy. I think it's just the idea of making it convenient. Um, so, because you can't really make ice cream healthy. So, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're trying to make it healthy. It's just they're trying to make it convenient. Understood. Um, so, you know, what do you guys think about that? Would you guys get one? I think yes, like, I think okay. I would. <laughs> I'm, te- I'm tempted, honestly. I am tempted. Listen, here's the thing, right? Like, I don't have the room in my kitchen for any more of these types of things. Like, I feel like yeah. every time one of these cool items comes out, it's like, oh, gotta get a Keurig, gotta get a latte machine, gotta get an air fryer, gotta get a panini press, I need a toaster, or this and that. It's like, I don't have room for all of these small appliances. I can't fit them anywhere. 
They keep and adding up. They add up, and then I make no use out of any of them because I don't have the counter space to keep them all out. So now I gotta put them away, box them up, and then it's like, when the heck am I gonna be like, oh, you know, let me get ice cream? And then I gotta go downstairs, dig out the machine, <laughs> and it's like at that point I might as well just go to the store and buy ice cream. So it like takes out the convenience. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I mean, also you have a big ass kitchen for everything. I'll, I'll, this is a uh, pretty much you gotta just choose the best of all of them and just stick with it. This is like a, this. This is like a rich person's access to convenient ice cream because they have big kitchens and can fit it out all the time. This is this is a rich person's first world problem. But should I have the the ice cream machine or the uh, the coffee machine? Oh, press. You know. Also, as I was researching this product, right, I learned that Kirkrig actually had another product that they just released about a about two weeks ago called the Kirkrig DreamWorks Home Bar. Yes, they do have that. I saw it and, in the store the other day. Yeah, and it's basically what you it's just a Kirkrig machine but for cocktails. Kirk, yep. And I didn't know that existed and I kinda want <laughs> But uh yeah, these these so I mean realistically it seems like these kind of pod applicated devices are becoming more and more popular. Do you guys see that as a good thing, a bad thing? I mean I think it's pretty pretty good thing. I don't really see a downside to this, right? I mean like is it is it Wi Fi connected? Am I gonna get hacked for having this ice cream maker in my house? Because if it is, maybe that's a downside, but I guess, but that's probably I mean, what are they going to do? Just give you more ice cream? That sounds like a win-win to me there. No, that ain't like, no win-win. Ain't no win-win. These IoT devices are incredibly insecure. They have, a lot of them have terrible insecurities. Like, remember when the smart fish food feeder, uh, the smart fish feeder was responsible for a hack in some hotel or some oh, casino that's true. or I remember that. I did remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's another like, thing also, them, you got to remember also these, a lot of people might also argue the, uh, the waste of plastic, you know, the mm -hmm. pods. You know, They're recyclable. At least on the I cold did... snap one, they are. Did you see the video? I was watching. Yeah, the cold talking. snaps are. The cold snaps are. Not all of them are. Not the regular ones. So as long as they make them all recyclable, I think that's a good thing. I think I, I really don't see a downside. I think well, I mean, the only downside is where can I put this thing? You know, you know what else is really good <laughs> about them too? Um, what? You could, in, in, on the Keurig ones, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you don't have to use the pods. Oh, yeah. You can get a little application that lets yep. you put coffee grains. Correct. Uh, exactly. Coffee. That's I, I have that. Occasionally, I do that. And it's uh, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Get rid I just of the have waste, some... and it's cheaper too. To be fair, I mean, if you look like Costco or some other places, you can get like a bunch of those pods for like really cheap. You can. To be I... fair, I don't drink coffee like that, so like that's your problem. That's that is your problem. Anyway, last I'm a tea thing, guy, guys. <laughs> last thing, they probably have them for tea too, actually. Last thing, um, and you guys are not gonna believe this, but Razors have made some incredible concepts uh, during this conference, and I almost guarantee you. Razer like the scooter company? No, Razer no, like the gaming company. Like the gaming company. Uh, you guys can make keyboards. My current keyboard actually be and my mouse. Microphones. Headsets, you know, all the yeah. gaming rigs and stuff like that. You know. So I want you guys to take a hint. You know, knowing that they make gaming rigs and all that, LEDs, all those stuff. What do you think their concept that they unreeled during the conference? A chair. Okay, good good oh, actually you actually got one of them. You actually got one of them, actually. Good, mm. good job. Desk? No. One second, let's think. It's more than a chair, though. It's not just a chair. A couch. A recliner. Close. I, I, I mean, the chair can do that. It can recline. But it's not a recliner. Chair can recline, but it's not a recliner. Okay, well, it's smarter than a chair. And that's that's not even the one I thought you were going to I knew you were going to get that one. All right, go ahead. Tell us. Tell us. Let's see it. All right, I'm putting it right now. They have announced 
a concept for an N95 mask with RGB and voice projection. Oh, that's so cool. Look at this. Oh, man. <laughs> so they have created a reusable NR5, uh, what's it called, masks. They're calling it the Project Hazel. It is only a concept design right now, right? But they pretty much outline how it will be used. It has a glossy outside shell with waterproof and scratch-resistant recycled plastic. The reason they made it all clear on the mask side is for, for lip reading and uh, facial cues, right? Which is a big problem right now for a lot of people, a lot of disabled people, unfortunately. Yep. Um, and it's supposed to have, no joke, uh, cro their Chroma RGB LEDs. Bro, that's so cool. Look at this thing. I, I see that. I immediately think of Metro. Metro Last Light or Redux yeah, or whatever. Yep, yep, exactly. So their little, their little respirator rings are going to... Uh, light up and glow in the dark, uh, glow in the color you're, you're choosing. When it gets dark, a set of LEDs will activate automatically to shine light on your mouth so that others can see you talk. Uh, they also added it's certified to filter 95% of airborne particles, including COVID-19 virus and other common, uh, uh, you know, protogens. Uh, it will also, it, each mask will also include a large charging case that will sterilize the mask Bro. with UV light when it's not in use. God damn. Dude, I don't care wow. what this thing costs. I'm buying it. I don't care. You're I'm not. It. It's probably like two grand. I'm, I, don't, I do not care. I'm buying this mask. There's this no price. So cool. There's no date currently. Um, they also mentioned they don't have any unnecessary approvals or certifications from the health or from the Food or Drug Administration or Central Disease Control uh, and Prevention currently. Um, but they said they are working with a team of medical experts and scientists for helping develop the mask. Can you imagine you get mugged for your mask? I mean, it's a good mask. Bro. What if the mask uh, calls the cops for you? You just gotta be like, excuse me, sir, I'm wearing this for your protection. I have COVID. Thank you. And then, and, then they'll, and then they'll leave. And then they'll leave. Now it's my protection. <laughs> I mean, you can turn off the uh, RGBs if you're worried about that, too. I mean, <laughs> if you're worried, that's what the... The, the yes, because the RGBs are the biggest concern I have with this mask, right? I'm, gl I'm glad the they guy are. who loses his mask every three days, like. I'm glad they are. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I forget about that. <laughs> you do lose your mask a lot. Uh, well, I hope you're ready to lose probably a grand worth of mask. Yeah, I'm not getting this mask. Dude, I'm buy it. This is so cool. Oh my god, I'm like Let in shock. This is probably the coolest thing that's unveiled at CES this year. No joke. It's pretty much just the biggest like. Wow. I mean, the, I think the ice cream thing is still up there. Ice cream's pretty good, too. I'm not going to lie. There have been some other things I, I, I unfortunately just don't have time to talk about. But, like, there's a, there was a lot of good things. There was a Samsung bathtub that, like, uses, like, bamboo as a, as a foundation. And it kind of uses the bamboo to, like, vibrate the sound waves and kind of mix the music. There's this new, uh, I think, Samsung refrigerator that's pretty uh, outlandish. I think there was a uh like this uh receiver or something that like um basically um like has like an ai or something i couldn't remember the other, the other thing else i forgot to mention that you guys were kind of close on was the chair i said earlier that's their project like the their project brooklyn concept which yeah. is essentially a chair that has a roll around uh screen with uh uh with rgb lights and uh what's it called and uh What's it called? That's uh, pretty sick. Arm Dang. This, this pretty much is uh, the ultimate gaming rig. Like, it literally, the, the screen, 
actually comes out of the chair. It doesn't hang over the chair always. It literally unfolds in front of you. And then you have a screen. And the screen is supposed to be like, uh, what is it, like 27 degrees around, uh, you know, spin, right? A, a full 60s OLED display. It's supposed to have like transformable 4D armrests. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the armrests give vibrations based on like the gaming that's happening on the screen. Like a shake screen and stuff like that. It's like a 4D experience. So that's pretty much uh, most of the, the best things about uh, CES. So what do you guys think to round it up? That was cool, man. Um, a lot of that stuff is really neat, but like, you know, for me, honestly, that mask is the number one. That is the coolest thing I think I've seen in a long time. I'm telling you, like that mask is, uh, even I was like, man, maybe I'll get one. <laughs> it, it, it is like a lot of concepts to think about, but honestly, I, it, it is one of those things where like, it's a product of its time, right? Imagine unveiling this. Yes. Last year, same time right mm-hmm. it would have made no headline it would have it would be like why but literally a year later at the perfect timing of everything going on this is like literally a product of our time right now if they would have unveiled that last year people would have blamed them for covid and having some hand at it I mean, like <laughs> you guys just started making rgb masks and now there's a pandemic what's going on here you were ready what are you, what are you, <laughs> you were ready <laughs> but uh yeah Another, I mean, like another thing I was also uh, I wanted to mention real quick was the uh, this AI power caller that apparently can translate your dog's barks and body language. Um, there's a lot of like weird stuff. CES, so I encourage all our viewers out there, you know, the C- CES convention is still going on. Take a look at some of the products. It's pretty outlandish. It, it's a cool glimpse into the future. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you guys for watching TechCast. I hope you really enjoyed it. Don't forget to watch, follow us on our social medias. You know, like, uh, subscribe, message us, and tell us what you At think. At the 429 you... Podcast on pretty much every site. <laughs> yep. And, you know, check us out and let us know what you think. You know, this this is 9. I'm signing off. And take care, guys. Hope you have a great week. Yep. Later, guys. Bye, guys. Good.